0: Hello and welcome. My name is Rima and I started this podcast for two reasons. One was simply because I wanted something that encouraged me to sit down over coffee or tea or whatever and have a conversation. Although I'm aware of what's happening in everyone's life, thanks to social media, it can be months and sometimes years before I actually reconnect with certain individuals. So this was a way for me to enforce that commitment to myself personally. And the second reason I started this project, which is what I'm calling it, is because everyone I know has something valuable to say based on their career or lifestyle or where they're at in life right now. And I thought, why not share that? So this is about reconnecting with friends, meeting some new ones perhaps, and sharing some insight along the way. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, this podcast will be done remotely for the time being. I do look forward to the day where I'm able to meet with friends in person once again. Thank you for joining. hi everyone welcome to the podcast today i have my friend leah joining me leah is a stay-at-home mom she has three kids uh uh, seven-year-old twins as well as a three-year-old and i've known leah for i want to say close to 20 years now i met her through my sister-in-law and i actually i was there the night that she met her husband uh, (laughs) um a while ago now. But uh, yeah, we've known each other for a while had lots of good times. Prior to that, uh, prior to becoming a stay at home mom, Leah worked at Rexall on and off for about 15 years uh, in the pharmaceutical division. So yes, thank you, Leah, for joining. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so like, with, with summer coming up, sorry, go ahead.
1: So this is my first first podcast ever. So I'm like, You're my first. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm
0: happy to be your first. (laughs) Um, So with summer coming up and all the limited camps and activities um, that are not going to be open for the kids due to the pandemic, I thought, you know, I better speak to a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I guess I'll start by asking, was it always in the plan for you to be a stay at home mom? Like, did you always have that in the plan or? Um, did it just kind of did you naturally transition to that once you had the twins
1: um so when we found out that we were going to have twins um carrie and i kind of decided you know what we i i actually heard from a twin mom who had given me the advice that she had wished that she had stayed a little bit longer past the the 12 months Mm so i remember and i remember remembering that, what she had said, and she had said, I wish I had stayed a little bit longer because after a year, that's when they, their personalities start developing. You get a little bit more comfortable as a parent, especially when you're a twin mom. Mm-hmm. So, I think um, going in, when we found out we were going to have twins, we we decided uh, we would do a two-year mat leave, And I'm so glad that I did. Uh, and, and the girl was totally right. At, at one, I, like you would probably... Remember when your kids start to develop, they start talking, or mm-hmm. you you kind of miss some of the milestones. So I wanted to stay home, and the first year was kind of a it was chaotic because it was twins, and they were my friends. um. But and then I went to work after uh, the two years, and it was chaotic. <laughs> we we live in the east end of Toronto, and my work at Rexel was in Mississauga, so my kids were in daycare in Mississauga. So we would, I would wake them up at six o'clock in the morning, and I would drive them to the daycare that was only like five, five minutes away from my work, Drop them up at like 730. And then I would pick them up at 530 and wouldn't get home until sometimes seven, depending my goodness, on- I think I
0: remember that time.
1: <laughs> yeah. So So after a year of doing that, I was I decided. You know what? I just can't do this. It was ridiculous. The kids were sleep deprived. I was sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. It was. This wasn't worth it. Exactly. It wasn't worth it. And it wasn't worth it financially. Like Daycare. It was ridiculous, especially in Toronto. It's just. It's stupid how much. uh, Mm -hmm. Two kids at the same time. So yeah. And then, so and then I really liked staying at home. I really. I thought. You know what? I I want to I want to teach my kids. I want to be there and and don't get me wrong, it's hard. But I really I like we collectively made that choice and made a conscious effort to kind of make our lifestyle and allow that to happen. So yeah,
0: yeah. and we should say, I mean, and, and it's great that you were able, you and Carrie were able to work through it and 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 are able to do that because not everybody has that option, right? I, we
1: totally we totally get how fortunate we are to even. Ha- like entertain it and then do it right? right so
0: okay so i guess you know so you had the twins and then obviously you you had ellie um, yeah so you have three now and i just want to know like what what do your days look like obviously it's a different experience right now uh being it's a stay at home mom during a pandemic um you know uh, as opposed to it being the regular school year where the twins are actually going to school um but you know are you still distance learning or because we're struggling over here in this house I'm just man- I, like I'm wondering how are you managing teaching the twins with your th- with your three-year-old running around
1: it was you know what it was it was hard at first because the the twins are in French immersion so uh it was a learning curve for me mm-hmm. Google translate everything it was like even like three three French words like in a sentence I could do maybe like I don't know. No, I can't do any in French. So it's <laughs> teaching me at times, right? So it was definitely frustrating for me. I could I could do math and English, but the French and all the instructions in in their online is in French too. So I was Google translating everything. Oh so it gosh. thing took us half an hour. So definitely the French was a little bit of of a hurdle for us, but. Um, once the online went uh, because there was that period where it was kind of just emails and then it went online and the teacher could actually talk to them and, and uh, do FaceTime and read in French, it got a little bit better and so and then you know what online it, it's, it's funny what well, you you ask with um, how was it with Ellie there? Yes. Yeah. Three, but I, we always say she's she's the other triplet because she literally, She'll do anything her older brother does. So if if they're I don't know if they're eating a pickle upside down singing Happy Birthday, she'd be she would think (laughs) online school. She's like, I want to do online school. I'd make her a little little thing. She would draw and pretend she and she would sit there for a good like half an hour or however long her lesson was, and she would she was actually the easy student. It
0: was wow. You're fortunate. In in that regard, because um, I know that for myself, and I know that there are you know other moms who who have you know two or 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 more kids, and a, a few of them are doing the online learning, but then the other one is not interested at yeah. all, and so is quite distracting. So trying to figure out how to manage that whole scenario has been a challenging for a lot of a lot of parents, I think.
1: You know what? And we were lucky because they were actually in the same class, so we only had one teacher, one curriculum, one. Right. So it's good, but like anybody knows, when you have when you have siblings, and then you have twins. Our twins are night and day. They like the diff. They they learn differently. They like different things. They react differently. I parent them different. Like it's so crazy how I've learned throughout it. If this, if you could even call this a silver, I can now. Because I've had that time to kind of be their teacher, I can mm-hmm. their the way that they actually learn or or don't learn or how the curriculum do- isn't working for them or how right. well they could read or not read. You know what I mean? So it was an, a really big eye opener because it, you get the control, right? You get to, mm-hmm. get... yep frustrating but also an eye opener. Okay, so then
0: how's the snacking situation for you? Like, my kids are hungry all day long. So I feel like I'm in the kitchen all day. How are you managing the food situation? Cause you're, I know your kids eat well. I've been camping with you and I've seen what they eat. Yeah. Um, so give us some tips.
1: Uh, you know what? It, I was just having this conversation with Carrie the other day and he's like, I feel like our kids are. And it's true. They Because I'm at, I'm at home and I'm not working at all, I, obviously I'm working, but I'm not working right. outside, uh, taking care of the kids and doing their schoolwork, I'm actually making really great bref- breakfasts and lunches and... Um, but yes, they do snack, and I. You know what? You know what I've noticed. I, I one of the biggest contributors to why I, I take them out a lot, even through the pandemic. If we could, we could go to a park, go to a hike. I would I would be there because, my, and I especially, I find I'm a better parent when I'm not in my house because number one, I'm present, right? I'm not on. I'm not cleaning dishes or doing laundry or figuring out whatever. And number two, if I bring a snack and I get to choose the snack, it's you're hungry. You have to eat this, right?
0: Right. Yeah. That's a good point. they
1: are going to go in the pantry. There's seven, they can do, they're, they're pretty independent. So they're like, I'm just going to go to the fridge and take this. So um, the eating part is, you know what I've learned is if you don't want them to eat in certain things, just don't buy it. Right. You know? Because ultimately you control it, but sometimes it's, Sometimes I I'll buy the treats because it's you know what that's that's just five minutes of alone time yeah <laughs> and, you're, and everyone's smiling so I'm like oh, <laughs> oh it's a, but I, you know what it's the the eating has actually benefited my our our situation um, but yeah the snacking in general all around pandemic or not it's all, they're always snacking <laughs> yeah yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, I mean, you kind of touched on it a bit, but for a lot of parents out there, having the kids full time at home during the summer with no summer camps is not really the norm, right? Yeah. Um, what do you, what do your summers usually look like and and how do you typically schedule your summer days with the kids and how do you plan to change that up this year? Obviously I know you, you're going to take them outside. Yeah. Um, is that kind of your daily plan?
1: Yeah. Um, yes, we, uh, i go out at least once i you know what i don't know where it's probably from my my parents there's been something that's been drilled in my head that kids are supposed to be outside and i i totally i see the benefits of when i i'm i'm in a it's raining you know i get it when it's raining you don't want to go outside but you feel better even if you go out for a five minute on the porch in the you like something happens uh Especially for me, you go on a hike. You're in you're in the trees. You're in the lake. You're I don't know anywhere outside. You just I think it's something. I'm not, I it's something to do with the air, the your mind, and not on a device or whatever that's distracting you. You can be present and you're enjoying your time with whoever you're with right mm-hmm.
0: now i i know i i know with us too i i try to get outside every day even if it's just for 20 minutes you know um obviously if the weather is really bad not always but yeah that's just stepping outside i agree like even if it's just to just walk around the pond behind our house it, it really is a big help but what about the the parents who are working you know and have to be at their computer throughout the day and can't really um send their kids outside because maybe their kids are a little too young to be out independently independently on their own like do you have any um advice advice for them
1: (laughs) But uh, the biggest advice is I think anything is adaptable. Like you can go outside in your backyard. And I understand if you don't have a fenced in area and you have a, you have a one-year-old that runs, you're not going to do that and just kind of work on because if you're not watching them every minute, they could run. But if you have a, a situation where you have the environment where why not work outside and let your kid just hang out, like, um, because we have a fenced-in uh, backyard, my kids spend a lot of time where they're just outside by themselves, and I can see them through our window, our kitchen uh, door. So I'll be cooking, and they're playing in a bucket of water, uh, or they're painting, or whatever it is, they're doing it outside. And I it, that probably comes with, like, a little bit of mom, mom guilt of, like, oh, too much screen time, or they didn't move at all. Like So you kind of... I think you have to prioritize what's important to you as your family and, and as a mother and what your kind of steadfast rules of what's going to happen in your family routine. And you have to stick to them. And if not, you I don't think you should beat yourself over it. But I think most of the times, you kind of get into a groove, like, especially now that my twins are seven, I know what they like. So I know if I if there's a whole bunch of crafts, like, Nika's very independent. She'll just grab her craft stuff, take it outside, and spend an hour just doing crafts. And, that, and I know she's fine doing that. And Ellie will just kind of follow suit. Miles will play basketball outside for an hour. And just, they'll be just content. That doesn't mean that they don't also go on their devices either, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, a
0: given. So I, I was going to, I mean, we'll get to the device question. Yeah. But... Um, so I guess i I guess you're you' to your point I mean if if in any way, anyhow, you can get them outdoors even for a little bit, even if you're working, then do it. Um, I guess the other question is I actually had a mom ask me do, do you, does she have a routine like do you have a specific routine do you do you stick to it at all or do you kind of um, just throw it out the window completely? How does it work for you?
1: Um, it, I have a rough routine. I have, um, I found my kids were more productive in the morning to do their schoolwork. So um, we got into a routine, like it, it was so bad. In the pandemic, I just felt at the beginning, it was kind of a roller coaster. At first, it, it, um, Carrie and I had gone away from my birthday. So we had a kind of a nice little vacation. And then we came back and then COVID kind of all started. Mm-hmm. It was March break. So Carrie had the whole, whole March break off and we kind of we treated we we were supposed to go somewhere so it was canceled. So we treated being at home as our little vacation. We yeah. had to, a little bit probably way too more drunk day drinking than we <laughs> You were on you were on vacation, staycation. <laughs> And then reality hit. And then Kerry went back to work. And he, although I was like, oh, yes, he's working from home. So he can, like, come down and, like, help me a little bit here. And no, that didn't happen. He, for, I think, six weeks, he started a project right when COVID started. days, mm-hmm. So I had the kids from whatever time I'd wake up. And at that point, I remember saying, okay, Nikamal, it's time for you to make your own breakfast. You can wake up, go on your iPad, do whatever you want. I don't really care what you do. As long as you don't burn the house down, you yeah. can <laughs> make your own remarks. Do not wake us up. Because Ellie, um, she doesn't nap anymore. So she goes to sleep when the twins go to sleep. So she sleeps in longer. So then I like to sleep in the same time. Ellie sleeps. So Ellie probably wakes up at like 8.30, 8 o'clock. And the twins up at 6.30 sometimes. So it, it, it that has been a lifesaver. Well, where they make their own breakfast, and then they know not to come up until eight eight thirty.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we have a rule in this house that the the TV doesn't go on until eight o'clock. So yeah. you can wake up, you can go down, you can play or whatever, but the TV doesn't go on too late.
1: <laughs> my you mine is you can put it on as soon as you wake up, and then it goes off at eight eight thirty. Well, yeah. So the, because
0: they've been awake for a few hours already.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: so okay so then so in terms of routine so they get up they have breakfast and then does that kind of after that it's like learning we
1: time have, we usually i do i i plan usually it's good it's been hard it's been kind of tricky through covid because we have a lot of we do a lot of subscriptions to the zoo to the science center to the rom mm-hmm. to kind of through the week and if I, like we we've, we've it's funny because me and Carrie have even entertained homeschooling permanently and before all of this I probably Oh won't.
0: interesting. Okay, i didn't know that. But I, maybe i and would, now you've decided against it.
1: <laughs> I you know what i would do i would probably really be good if we could go and go to other places and Kind yes.
0: of, yeah, because what you're do, what we're doing isn't really homeschooling, right? Not, uh, and a lot of homeschool um, parents will tell you that I mean, homeschooling includes a lot of field trips.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. And socializing with other homeschool kids, or like, if you're learning about a different country, you go in, go to a restaurant from that country, you know what I mean? Like, you can do so much hands on kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm such a, I'm a doer. So I'm, if. I'm I I will do the things with my kids I'm not a okay you go do it and I'll watch you kind of mom you do the things that my kids are doing or actually that's a big fat (laughs) lie I was gonna say don't you say
0: that you watch them from inside in the backyard (laughs) Mm -hmm. so but what you what you're trying to say is when you go out on these field trips and things like that you actually enjoy you know um, you guys are a snowboarding family. You enjoy doing that kind of thing and the the active side of it.
1: Exactly. There's yeah. a little calculation going on there where <laughs> I'm slightly into liking the things I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> good work, Leah. Good good parenting. Um, so okay, so they do their learning and then it's lunch and then is it done
1: for the no. day? Oh no, we no we go we do learning in the mornings and you know what? It's sometimes literally like we have moments where we don't do it because they're like not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. Yeah. We say, okay, it's PA day on a Monday. Yeah. I've I've had those days. <laughs> or and then but then it's like there's a counter reaction to some days where it's like, holy sh crappers
0: <laughs> It's okay, you can swear on the podcast. <laughs> you
1: know, I can swear. Yes. <laughs> Um, surprises me you know what and I'm not I'm kind of um very easygoing in the sense that I like before I remember as a kid or as an adolescent I was so I get so mad if things didn't happen as I I had um planned and then let me tell you I had kids and it was that kind of threw it all out and realized you can't you can have a it's nice to have a schedule and nice to have a routine but don't don't think that It's going to always be like that. You got to kind of be a little bit, you know, you roll with punches, right? Yeah.
0: Well, you have to. Yeah, I agree. And we're sort of in that same boat. We, you know, we have a a rough schedule to the day, but, you know, sometimes that just
1: gets adjusted. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, so morning and then usually I like to do the outing in the morning because especially in the summertime, it's a little bit cooler. Mm -hmm. They're just happier people in the morning than they are in the afternoon. And then I usually take a lunch with us wherever we go. And then we come back around like two after lunch. And then I don't feel guilty if they go on their phone or they are on the movie. And then I can prepare or prepare dinner or fold the laundry. We're doing renovations in our house again. And it's like, oh God. (laughs) So, renovations during a pandemic. Uh, it's like the stupid thing ever. <laughs> I was gonna say, not very good planning. <laughs> I want to enjoy the summer. I just, I want to have it all done. But, right, but oh man, it's a lot of work. It's freaking out of everything. <laughs> oh, I
0: Well, I, I, I've heard. I mean, I, I haven't had renovations done, but I, I've heard that it's so hard to live through renovation. Uh, so I, I can only imagine.
1: <laughs> it's torture.
0: Um. Okay. So so with with three kids you know including one set of twins you they they must fight like uh, I because I have two and they fight how, how do you manage the whole sibling rivalry do you, and do you have and, and disciplining and all of that
1: I would say this is probably the hardest right now I find seven being seven is such a hard age but for me in the sense of the fighting like because they when they're fighting I don't know if with your kids but my kids they fight to fight like they hate each other and then it doesn't last so I know like if I were to hold on to the, and watch them they hate like my heart gets kind of like oh my god Christ you hate each other but then later they're like oh do you want to watch this like oh. yeah yeah I know yeah
0: it's it's kind of like that here but well it's more so because my kids are different in age obviously the twins are both 7 but yeah. um you know my eldest is 8 and my youngest is uh 5 so it's more about jasmine wanting to do whatever rea is doing and you know wanting to be with her all the time and just wanting to be in her face doing things with her at all times yeah and then you know rea kind of getting annoyed at that at some point yeah in the yeah. day but yeah so there's there's a lot of that
1: um it's so you know what it's it's funny you know what i think uh, out of all of this i've learned that it's so important to have friends that have kids that are older than you because then they can say you know what oh yeah we went through this this is so normal or or maybe you should go like check out a psychologist or you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah friends and that have all different range of because then you can also be that person right if you have friends that have kids that are younger and they're going through a situation you can obviously give them input and kind of help the community
0: (laughs) yes I know the parenting community (laughs) um so any any tips in terms of disciplining
1: the Uh, three of them or uh, just kind of wing that (laughs) i'll give I'll give you my phone number, and if you guys have tips <laughs> on, <that's, laughs> we'll ask the listeners <laughs> to send us their tips <laughs> um, they go through different uh, stages so when one is kind of going through like a like a hitting anger can't regulate uh we kind of have to have steadfast rules like there's no excuse for abuse that's where, like, things right like right. There and but then the other one will go through it so I always find they're not ever at the same time going through a struggle so that's always kind of good where but oh man when like it's right now with my twins it's just regulating their anger and it's when they get really angry and they're in it it's like I want you to be angry because I don't want to kind of shut that away but also it's like oh my god
0: <laughs> you're really angry <laughs> So I feel like you're not talking about Ellie at all. Is she like the perfect three year old in the
1: house? It's so funny. We always joke that like she's she's my favorite, and I tell all my kids secretly individually that. <laughs> I'll talk, and they're like, "Oh," <laughs> but you know what? I think Ellie's just one of those kids that just is so chilled, right? And I think it was because I was so chilled too. When I had her, it was four years later. I had twins. And then when I had her, it was like a piece of cake. But she, I probably, if it was my first, I would have been like, what the hell? Yeah, she, it's a different
0: so, environment for her. It's a different experience.
1: She literally came home from the hospital like f- five hours before she was born. And she just, like, she slept all through the night, the first night. <laughs> like, she, ne- she just... Was just one of those easygoing kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's good. I think you deserve deserve yeah. that after having the having twins. <laughs> so
1: she's she's she. You know what? She's three now, so she's starting to get get into her little tantrums and little. But I I'm more equipped of handling the tantrums now than I was seven years ago or like five years ago.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So I think the the interaction back and forth is a contributor of. Kind of the way she is, and also just her personality. People are like, I because I had twins, I I see that nurture and nature is such a huge thing. We they had the same environment, but they're so so different in the way and everything the way they behave. So it's just they're born with it sometimes. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, I I, I agree with that. I I can definitely see the differences in personalities with my kids um, right away, too. Um, Okay, so do you have any particular? podcasts or websites or other resources that are sort of your go-to for parenting uh, support?
1: Um, You know what? It's so funny. I just started. So remember we have a WhatsApp group with our, um, our friends yeah. and you, you listen, you put on your wireless uh, speakers and you listen to a podcast while the kids are there and you just, and I was like, Oh my God, that's such a good idea because mm-hmm. seriously don't have time to watch podcasts when, at the end of my kids aren't very good sleepers. So they sometimes go to bed at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Active and they, if they haven't had the exercise right after dinner, they, they could literally stay up till 12 o'clock if we let them. Yeah.
0: So, yep. No, I can imagine. I, I have those same kind of, I'm sure many people
1: have those kids. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You can't have it all. So, um, so they, so I don't really have, we don't really have that kind of the evening time where a lot of people they go to bed at seven and then you you hang out with your husband we don't really hang out until like nine ten and then we stay up to twelve two o'clock sometimes just hanging out or watching watching netflix or whatever Yep. So, um i don't know it's uh it's one of those things where i i forgot the question <laughs>
0: okay so i i was asking if you have any a particular podcast oh. or website but you actually re- recommended one to me a while ago which i signed up for i think it's a big life journal oh um, yeah they they're they're really great they send um I, yeah. I i can't remember what it is but they they have a podcast um and they have a great website as well
1: you know who else i really like dr Shafali. she's the conscious parenting um kind of theory She's kind of my go-to. I read her before I had the twins and I read during the twins and I've now read, I've kind of, I it's one of those, um, pot, uh, I I have it on Amazon and I read, it's taken, like I've probably read it once throughout and then I keep going back to certain things because, and then, I, you know what, I don't really necessarily um, listen to podcasts about parenting. I find, um, I'm so fortunate that I've been able to be at home with my my um, kids because it's kind of a, it's a learning kind of journey for myself. And I find if you work on yourself and you kind of figure out what you want or what you want to role model for your kids, you working on yourself is kind of the best tool that you could give your kids because you're their guidance, right? So yep. you, you can juggle disasters or if you can roll with the punches or be angry but not mean you know what i mean all these things then i think you win yeah no i agree um
0: okay so do you have sort of any tips on activities or toys that you found can entertain the kids independently without you being involved like you're your kind of go-to activity that keeps them all occupied, other than screen time, obviously. I can tell you in in, in this house, Lego has been a huge hit, uh, and Tad built, like, a Lego table for the girls, and they play on that for, for long periods of time, despite their age difference. And Play-Doh is a big one for us as well. Um, and then sometimes just random things, like we had a box that Jasmine brought upstairs from the, from the basement. That was like a magic box and they spent the entire afternoon preparing a magic show yesterday. So I also think like, sometimes they will surprise you, but do you, do you find that there is something that you know that they, oh. it will occupy all of them and you don't have to be involved.
1: Yep. So, um, you know, what I find, I find if you hide the toys or hide the act- activities and you bring them out in in spurts it helps because mm-hmm. if you for the time and they kind of get bored with them so i rotate a lot of things and a lot of activities and sometimes they'll be like oh yeah i haven't seen this in a while so we do kinetic sand kinetic sand's a really good one because it's yeah. like i just played with that today actually with jazz <laughs> very like sensory relaxing mm-hmm. and i can all of my kids really like water so uh we have a porch and i'll just put like a tupperware tupperware um plastic container full of water they wash their toys and then they get in it or whatever they do or sprinkler um sprinkler though you obviously have to kind of go out and be with them mm-hmm. um, i think um i when when the twins were kind of little, at first, I was always kind of really control freak and didn't want to have a mess. And so I, it was always, oh, no, put paper out. But now the third time around, it's like, you know what? I embrace the mess because the more mess in the house, it means that they really played, right? Right. Yeah. I have a backyard and they, they literally do everything in the backyard or the kitchen table. And it's a disaster. But then I also have a clean, freak husband. So... <laughs> Yeah. So, does he clean up the mess at the end of the day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you clean his gardens. Like, it's not me. Talk to your
0: kids. <laughs> okay. So then, screen time. How do you manage the screen time? And oh, I, I have no judgment on screen time for anybody. I mean, we have screen time in this house. Uh, you know, as you know, Tad is a huge video game, avid video game player. Yeah, uh, My kids play video games and they definitely watch TV, but, what we do, I mean, I do try during the day, like they watch in the morning then I turn it off and then I actually put it on when I'm ready to prepare dinner. That way I know I have that, that time to myself. And yes, I put my headphones on and I listen to a podcast at that time. Yep. Um, yep. So how do you manage the screen
1: time? So, see, uh, we have a rule that um, in the morning you can do it. So Miles will purposely wake up, but like crack ass of dawn to go on (laughs) obsessed with so you know what it's fine me and carrie are totally fine with it because he's not he's not watching youtube or he's not playing video games he's miles is stats guys so he's totally into basketball right now so he wakes up (laughs) it's so cute because sometimes i'll wake up earlier than him and i come into the house and he's i'm like what are you doing and he's like oh did you know steph curry did how many boots and (laughs) he. He likes basketball, so he's all into their stats. He wants to know. He, he watched uh the documentary about Michael Jordan with uh with his, with his dad, like, he's really into So, oh, he, and that was a great documentary, yeah, it was all about how, all about Michael Jordan, like, it, it's really cute. So, it's you know what, I think it's not necessarily like obviously you don't want your kids to be on 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 a tablet for like eight hours, 12 hours, or whatever, but I think it's the content of what they're watching, right? So yeah. With Ali, we'll have certain certain programs that she can watch, and I really don't like YouTube in the sense, like um, where they can flip to whatever, and it kind of kind of teaches them that that instant gratification is oh I don't like this, let's go to the next one, right? Yeah. So if, if you if you watch a half an hour program, I'm totally into it. That's that's good because most of the kids shows are entertaining and they're educational, um, and then at. at you know what exactly what you said at at around four o'clock four thirty, when i'm preparing dinner you can watch a show you can you can do entertainment because guess what that's what i would be doing when i was a kid i remember all summer when you're mind you're not at their age where you watch tv all summer yeah right? that was
0: that that was what summer was about yeah. playing with your friends and watching tv
1: exactly so i don't know i you know what everybody has their own threshold and requirements and what, 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 um, gives them guilt, um, being on the TV or going on the iPad for all day. Like I get it if they're sick or you're sick or yeah, it's okay. But the next day you're going outside for (laughs) ever (laughs) and, and I will watch you from inside. (laughs) Um,
0: yeah, no. So balance basically. I think that's what we're all striving for. Um, And I, I mean, I, with, with us, Jasmine loves kids, YouTube. She has certain shows that she watches, but you are right. You kind of have to monitor what it is they're watching right now. She's very into this one show, but it's all about Lego. So I, you know, we're good with that. Um, There was a point though, where she was watching show that was educational, but as I read the reviews, it was, it was made, um, a long time ago and it had some gender equality issues so I, we had to get her off of that one but yeah uh you you do kind of have to monitor what they're watching absolutely uh okay so what would you say are the biggest myths that you always hear about you know being a stay-at-home mom
1: Ooh, that's a good question um probably you know what the funniest thing i've heard um where they assume that I'm anti-feminist if you can believe it like hmm. if you're a stay-at-home mom then you must be really traditional you you cater to your husband it's all about your kids. and <laughs> kind of oh look I made you dinner and breakfast you know what I mean and I might do that but I it's definitely not like that in our household um so that's kind of a myth that I don't agree with mm-hmm. um Uh, what's that? That I'm really good at mothering, or that I'm like a professional? (laughs) Yep. Well, that's why
0: I'm interviewing you. I, I, I said I want to talk to a professional. I guess you're not a
1: professional. (laughs) No, I'm. Um, you know what? I think I because I've had the time. Like I spent a lot of time with my kids, and that was kind of the point, right? I want, and I have the financial kind of advantage of doing that which is amazing and i'm very grateful for it um but you know what it's it's I, but I have to work at it too, right? It's not like I. It's funny. I remember somebody making comment. Well, you were born to be a mother, Leah. Like it just comes naturally to you. And I remember thinking, like, no, it doesn't. It did not come naturally to me. I didn't know everything. I, I I took the time to like read and talk to other moms and have kind of mom groups. I think that was kind of my biggest uh, saving grace is being able to learn from other other moms who've raised their kids who've gone through kind of the struggles and it's, and kind of talk to them about how, oh yeah, it's normal to feel like you want to run away and never come back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like go for, go for a very long walk. (laughs) And it's funny, you know what? And I don't have a lot of like stay at home mom friends. So we, you know what I mean? Like it's not a, it's, I find it's not like a big norm. It's not a lot of people do it. Right. So, yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where it's a conscious decision and I'm so glad we we've, we've done it in because the benefits way way more than the tiredness and the fact that we've gone through this pandemic and I feel like <laughs> I've probably done like 13 years of mothering in four months, but oh, I know I'm sure everyone feels that way Dude. oh man so so how do you?
0: manage to find time for yourself I mean every parent I think struggles must struggle with this um and being a stay-at-home mom you know prior even to the pandemic you you always have kids with you so how how do you find time for yourself
1: at first but like before the pandemic I I um like I was very good at scheduling things outside of the home because like if I ever had to put my kids to sleep, because Carrie would always intervene. He would get off from work and he would put the, the bedtime routine because. Ropes and usually every night, if I haven't had a break in, in two weeks or whatever, it, the, the bedtime was kind of a telltale sign that I needed a break. So I would I would go out at least twice a week with my friends and then one one day with Carrie we'd have a date night so and then my mom would would uh, take them one week so it, I had a lot of help and I it wasn't like I think because I was I am a stay-at-home mom and I'm I am with them all the time you need that break like you yeah. can't be 24-7 at a job and not get a break and this is this is my job right absolutely so, no it, it is yeah. I agree So through the pandemic, though, it it got to a point where the bedtimes, because Carrie was working 12 hour days for a good six weeks, I was putting them to bed. I was waking up with them and I was doing everything that I was losing my shit at the time bedtime was. And I was like, yeah, I need a break. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get it. And I I would wake up at 530 in the morning, go down. I would walk to the beach and look at the sunrise and I would just have that moment. And I thought, and it's so funny how it's so weird that you have to wake up way earlier earlier than your kids. And I never thought I'm not a, I'm not a morning person at all. But yeah, the, I know
0: Ke- Kelly keeps trying to get me to go on these um, sunrise, so wake work. up walks. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready to wake up at 4:30 in the morning
1: telling you this it's one of those things where you feel like oh god I'm not going to like it but it's so worth it because it's there's something to be said when you're by yourself or with your friend and you're just in that moment where no one is up and it's just so calm and the sun is coming up it's just so so real and so calming so I recommend it
0: so you get your time in the mornings yeah basically.
1: My- but I, and don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm doing this like every other day or anything. It's like I probably it's been like five times in the pandemic. So it's not like. It's not like I do. Yeah.
0: And then I guess when when Carrie's putting the kids to bed.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: OK, so how do you manage? I, I guess we've kind of touched on it, but how do you manage getting through the really tough days like during the day when, you know, Everything is going wrong. The kids are fighting. They're throwing tantrums. Nobody's eating anything. Nobody's happy. Everyone's angry. How do you get through those days?
1: Oh, you know what? Um, I sometimes have timeouts for myself. I never really give timeouts for my kids, but I do a timeout. And it's so cute because I think um, it's good to like I think it's really important to tell your kids that you are having a bad day or you're frustrated or you're angry because then it kind of helps regulate their emotions, right? And mm-hmm. I think we grew up in a generation where kind of emotions like if you were not behaving, you were told to be quiet, like behave. Don't you know what I mean? You your emotions weren't kind of um entertained, right? They were yeah. so um, I think one of the biggest things that I we do with our kids is is we allow them to have their emotions. And trust me, some of them are like, I wish we didn't. But it's, and then we also have their emotions. So Carrie and I, if we're having an argument, we, we argue in front of our kids, but we're not obviously abusive. But like we argue and then we make sure we also make up in front of our kids so that they realize that, you know what? This is normal. People yeah. are, yeah. people can hate each other at that moment. But then, you know what? You make up and you apologize and you you go through the the whole cycle, right? And I think that's really important. Yeah. And so what would you say has been
0: the most challenging and the most rewarding experience at, at this job that you have as a stay-at-home mom?
1: Yeah. Oh, I think the the most challenging is definitely being able to say, okay, I need a break. Because that was really hard for me at the beginning where – with the twins, it was one of those things where I wanted to do it. Like I didn't get very much help. Uh, I had my mom came for the first three months, and then I was like, okay, I want to do it on my own, and I did it. And I, it, it was really, I think it, I, I felt accomplished in the sense that I can do this. So I do yeah. kids that I, I see people are always like, oh my god, I can't believe you took your kids to this place all by yourself, but. Um, I think it's, I like doing it. Right. And, um, I think the biggest challenge is asking for help, but I've done really, really, I'm a lot better at it. Uh, burnt out. I just need a break or I need a weekend. And I think weekends are really good because sometimes one night you're like, it's different. Don't you find being a mother and being a father? And I don't mean that as a, like, it's just different roles. Whoever spends more time with the kids has a different kind of relationship with them, right? Because yeah. they spend more time with you. So it's kind of you, they're asking you to like, they get them a drink or they're following you to the washroom. Yeah,
0: yeah. I hear that a lot from from friends who are moms, you know, like their their husband or their partner or whoever is right there, but it's always them that the kids are coming to for whatever their needs are.
1: So, you know what, and I, I think not even asking for help, but before I know I'm going to lose my shit to ask, yeah. that is the most challenging and I'm working on it. Um, and also just the fighting, the fighting is freaking challenging. Um, um, but you know what, I know, I know from my sister, from my friends that have older kids, they're like, that's normal. You know what? You just have to, you got to talk to them and realize that it will, it will get better. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Uh, so the most rewarding experience. Oh, the time. I think the time that I get to, I think I'm really grateful at just the moments that we're present and I just, you know what? I just look at my kids and think, and we have a big laugh and we're having fun and just think oh my God, if I was working and I like, you know what I get, people have to work. And, and, and I know that they want to spend the time, but I get to do it during the week. Right. I get to do it all the time. So I really appreciate it. And I think that kind of changes the way I parent a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's for-
0: and and I, and I think we should also fairly say that there are some people who recognize that for them, they need to, they, they need to work for themselves to be the better parent. Right. They know that they, they cannot be that stay at home parent, or even part-time parent, which is, you know, I, I, I'm a, I work part-time. So I'm with my kids a lot as well, but I know that there's some people who recognize like, that's not me. Right. And And for me to be the best parent, I, I, I need to do what I need. I want to do. And I, I want to work and then come home and be that parent. Right.
1: Exactly. And you know what? And it's, it's funny because, um, I think that's kind of the goal in life, right? You have to figure out what works for you and then ultimately what works for your kid, right? So yeah. it works. And I'm, I'm really grateful for it. I, it. That doesn't mean I don't have hard days and my kids don't drive me up the wall, but also, right. So that's, that's kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. okay so
0: anything else you want to say to parents right now who are anxiously thinking of the looming months ahead and panicking about how they're going to entertain their children like social distance style
1: uh you know what i think so my kids usually they don't really do a lot of activities in terms of like camps um prior summers they would probably do two weeks two weeks out of the summer and then it was just me kind of um taking them places Mm -hmm. but suggest use your bubble now you have that 10 person bubble choose that bubble wisely especially if you have kids choose kids choose people that get along with your kids or want to be around with your kids because you need that time I don't know how parents are doing it I do not know how you're working and kind of like it's 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 impossible there's way too many jobs there that one person or two people have to do and it's not fair but you need to to, like, call the call your friends who, who aren't working and, you know what, it can take an hour. Even, like, if they don't want to come to your house, do FaceTime with them. If they're old enough, they're willing. Just to, like, give that break of kind of... And even that connection with other people, right? Because I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed with my kids is they're not getting that social aspect of it with their um, friends. but. Yeah. What we did, we, which has been a game to we've, we've decided our our kids are now, they're seven. So one of the big things that they had said when they had gone to grade one was they're no longer in that gated um, kind of jail, gated. Um, right. But, the kindergarten uh, playground. <laughs> grade one. It was like, oh my God, at recess and at lunchtime, we get to go by ourselves. Like, <laughs> yeah. At COVID it was kind of like oh I I can't really go outside myself so we really kind of uh, open and and um, accepted that so Nika now goes she goes and ha- goes on bikes, bike rides with her one of her girlfriends for like hours like she will sometimes go and she's only in the neighborhood when there's rules where she can't pass like major roads or whatever and mm-hmm. she and whatever but um, she's gone for f- like five hours and we're like yes and then <laughs> well if is then he has um uh a, uh a, a, a two boys that are twins three doors four doors down from us and they play the same way doing their boy things and they're gone for like hours and it's like ah. <laughs> amazing <laughs> so, so that's been that's been really really awesome and then I go to my parents it's and my parents have like a place which is pretty much like outdoor heaven so and they're a lot of help so it, it works out so. Yeah.
0: And I do feel like, I don't know if if you think so too, but we've been parenting during a pandemic now for about three months. Right. So I, I feel like parents now, you know, we were hit first with the shock of it all. And then we kind of got through. Well, I don't know if we got through or we just endured. And then <laughs> now it's like, okay, like, it can only get better from here, really. Um, so I, I feel like we, we've been in training <laughs> for the exactly. last three months. Now we can we can truly take them like I think you know I'm noticing some farms are opening and things like that we can take them strawberry picking we can we can do certain things some splash pads are starting to open, obviously doing these things while being, you know, distant from everyone but things are things are improving in that way.
1: Yeah, and you know what and I hope you know what I think hopefully everybody i know for myself and carrie and our kids we during this kind of COVID, it's really kind of opened our eyes of what's important who's important to us what we like and what we don't like right so it's really kind of uh minimize on things that um that are important and what we want to do so i don't know it's it's kind of it's been uh one of those whirlwinds where it's been hard but it's. I think we're really going to look back years later and think, "Oh my God, remember those moments where we got to spend all that time?" Because I re- like even my kids right now they'll 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 say, "Oh, that was that." Like, remember we had strike days before? Right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> These are awesome. Distant, distant memory. Those strike days. <laughs> but and i remember them saying like oh it was in the winter time so i would take them uh, snowboarding and they're like this is the best and so i i i hold on to that because i think that's what they're gonna hold on to when they get older and think you know what i remember when my parents took me to all these awesome things right and i remember this mind you the most like it's so funny um we did one of those kind of surveys of what was the best thing that happened to COVID or whatever. Or, and yeah. mom, Oh, the best thing is, is I got to use the phone in the morning. I'm like, Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh. All right.
0: Well, thank you, Leah. I feel like, you know, you, you provided so much professional advice. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, but honestly, like being a stay-at-home mom is, a, is, is, is working itself, as you said, and it's great getting insight from you. And um, thank you for joining me on your very first podcast.